Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Jules Oaks. Hey, great to be here. <laughs> great to have you. You've come all the way out to my new apartment in Deep Neukölln. And it's beautiful. There's like Aww. trees and plants and nature. It's, yeah. And it's quiet. It is. It's, it's very so un-Berlin. It's so un-Berlin. I don't see anyone. There are in no buildings. Gear. Yeah, there are no buildings. <laughs> There's no garbage. No garbage, did you say? No, I said no, I don't see anyone in bondage gear. Oh, in bondage gear. Yeah, there's definitely garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but bondage gear, no, no. Although Deo, um, Deo Katunga came over and he uh, replaced the electricity cable for my fridge. I had no fridge for a few days. Uh, because, yeah, I got it and I left it for 24 hours to stand and then I went to plug it in and it was like, oh, that's very broken. This cable was like completely oh. almost chopped. And I got a little bit paranoid. I'm like, maybe that my asshole ex-housemates cut it. But then I was like, Anna, no, no, no. I'm sure it just accidentally happened. But anyway, Dale came over and when we went uh, for a walk to Bauhaus to get the replacement cable, he um, he was like, oh, there was a Zufeschenken box, like a giveaway uh-huh. box. And he, um, he found this little like rabbit um uh figurine mm-hmm. that was dressed in bondage oh i mean that's just cute i, mean, I like honestly when you started that story i thought that it was going to be the beginning of like that's a very porn setup <laughs> that story, isn't it like oh deo came over to to fix my fridge and just it's like so <laughs> he, he told me the the night before he came around um he told me that uh he did a bit saying how sort of doesn't matter what you say when you say you're going to do something with the sex that you're interested in you know it Mm -hmm. sounds like a metaphor for sex or you know it's like oh yeah I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go fix her fridge like of course it sounds like sex (laughs) yeah I mean I'm not sure that I'm not sure that like a a thing that is designed to stay cold uh is necessarily like not i'm not sure that's a compliment yeah if it is a metaphor for I'm, sex like, i'm gonna keep her heart frozen you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah although it still sounds sexy like it's the two f's i'm gonna fix her fridge yeah yeah mm. i mean i i definitely feel like uh like anything anything involved with plumbing definitely still has like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go on block her drains that to me like that's so gross but it's kind of, so gross but also extremely sexy. Ex- yeah right oh i like um nikki glazer has something about um cleaning the tank <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> clean the tank. Hey, yep that's uh that's gross but it's so true <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, What's that thing they say about like when, when you like, um, uh, you know, when you haven't like run taps in a while? Oh, you gotta to, clear the. Um, like, oh, yeah, what is it when you let the water run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like, because it like, it doesn't like, you get the run, and it's, is it like, uh, um, I like how we're both using our hands, like just yeah, like yeah, undoing oh God, taps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's gonna help. Um, Oh, I don't know like, what it's called. Is it like letting 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 the brown run out? Like yeah. something like it's letting something the brown really, run out. That's gross. It's, it's really nasty. <laughs> I let the brown I let the brown <laughs> let the brown run out all last week. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh my god, man. This is the first time I've recorded a podcast with someone licking and scratching me. It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> Just uh... we have your dog here, and Leia is very affectionate. Yeah, she's. I'll we'll call her orally demonstrative. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's um, 
that's an accurate description. Like mother, um, like like dog. Like, would you consider yourself orally demonstrative? It's been known. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have other ways of demonstrating uh, my affection, but you know, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. Resort to. I like using my mouth a lot, but I think most people know that already. All right, Leia, you cutie. When was the last time um, you let the brown run out? <laughs> Me? Oh, uh, night before last. Night before last. <laughs> nice. Night before last. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, Friday morning, actually, to be fair. Friday yeah. morning. Mine was definitely. Uh, oh, Friday morning. Okay, mine was Friday night, or technically Saturday morning. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Life's good. <laughs> I mean, you know. But you haven't really had a break. Like, you've been pretty, like, solid the entire time, pandemic-wise. Like, you've just been busy, right? You mean... Uh, romantically. Roma- I mean, pff, romantically. Sexually, yes. Romantically. I don't know if you'd call it romantic. <laughs> um, <laughs> crucial distinction. Um, no, I mean, like, I had, I had uh, some weird shit going on back at the beginning that i'm not sure i want to go into yeah um (laughs) i feel like i feel like there's been so much damage from the pandemic it's like going back into those stories i feel like during that seven month lockdown we had here we talked about our problems and like it was the only thing we really had so yeah i feel like going back into those things now for me it's just like oh such old history like someone asked me about my my housemate situation just like this week and i was like I just don't want to, like, I'm so done with that whole story. My God, no, I don't want to talk about it. Or even, like, the dude that, you know, broke my heart in January. <laughs> Although there is a story, there's a, there's a, there's a follow-up story to that recently, which, uh, which is pretty funny. But, like, talking about what actually happened, like, I just, it's just like, ugh, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, like, you know, I don't know. I have this history of um, <clears throat> making poor romantic choices when I feel like when when things in my life are bad which perhaps is not like revel like a revelation that like you know when you're when you're feeling vulnerable you're just like clinging to every dick-shaped life raft that you can find dick-shaped life rafts (laughs) I think that's the name of the episode (laughs) that's so good Oh my god, that's exactly what was happening. I think in the lockdowns for I don't want I don't want to reduce every like feeling that I had to just desperation, but there was there's something in that. For sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, uh, but I think that's human nature, isn't it? Like, yeah. When and like there's you know every every movie about like the impending end of the world mm-hmm. has some dynamic in it where people are just like you know just like binding binding themselves to another person mm-hmm. because nobody wants to be alone at the end of the world um and mm. like but i mean fun funny i mean not funny really fucked up but funny story um <laughs> <laughs> some years ago i uh i was like pretend like i i my gynecologist had like potential said that there was a chance that i might have cervical cancer and i didn't i was fine but i was dating this guy how old were you i was like four years ago maybe which makes 30 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah are you 86 no 87 that's right your vagina stamp that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
just to clarify yeah okay uh, there's a tattoo and it's <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to say more <laughs> um, <laughs> bad choices well, you know. um but no like i was i'd been dating this guy for a few months at the time that i had this like not diagnosis but but i was told oh yeah we need to we need to watch this we're going to give it three months and then come back and we're going to have another look mm-hmm. um and uh but if, you know what it's like when someone's like, hmm, you might have cancer and oh, you're totally. just like, oh, I've got cancer. Like, to- totally. I had a, I had a, a thing in my breast um, when I was like 28 and uh, dude, that was like a dark week when they, <laughs> when they said that, then I had the biopsy and the biopsy was the most horrible. Like it wasn't that bad. Like people go through horrible stuff, but it was like, I could see in this um, medical uh, uh, like screen of weird layers you know like a like a deep um you know ultrasound thing Mm -hmm. and i could see the needle going into my (laughs) breast in this like weird fucking digital you know matrixy looking screen and i could see them then pulling out this thing and the feeling of having this thing oh it was just like i'm getting cold shivers remember and and i was you know watching this thing and then like you know got dressed and walked outside and i just i was a mess i was just crying like my husband at the time it was just i was it disturbed me so deeply mm-hmm. and that was just a biopsy of mm-hmm. a cyst that turned out to be nothing mm-hmm. and yeah it was a horrible two weeks so to be told that you might have cervical cancer holy shit dude yeah it was fucked up um but uh, but the guy that i the guy that I was seeing, like, I'd, I'd already, like, he, he would not stop telling me how to raise my dog, um, which, you know, immediately, <laughs> like, like, take a fucking seat, man. Your mum had pug puppies, I'm sorry, but, like, not the same thing. Not the same thing, no. Um, and, like, and, and he, he kept talking about the fact that his mum had bred pugs as if, like, breeding pedigree pub, pugs is the same thing as getting a street dog from Spain. And, Maybe like... that's why Leia likes me so much, because she's Spanish. <laughs> you have you have an affinity for, for, for the Spanish? Oh, dude, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I was reflecting this morning on just how, like... Yeah, I've got, I've got like, a little, you know, a little tag of my thing about speaking. Uh, and it came out more when I was in Barcelona. But it's like, I don't... I speak Italian and Japanese and German and English. I don't really speak Spanish, but my, my pussy's fluent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So maybe that's why Leia. But anyway, this guy was, was dog-splaining you. He or... was seriously, like, just constant dog-splaining. And he, like... He was a sweet guy. But I've actually <laughs> since... Uh, had conversations with other people who it turns out also knew him and when i've been like oh yeah he was he was a bit like he was a bit full on with like the the mansplaining mm-hmm. and these people just be like oh my god jesus yes oh such a fucking mansplain i'm like oh okay i wasn't just being i wasn't just that's being, like, a, it's a validating but it's, it's shitty that we have to hear other people to believe it but yes oh my god mm-hmm. sure um, but like when I, when I, when I got this news that like, I might have this, this cervical cancer, I was like, okay, I need to break up with this dude now. Like I knew that it needed, <laughs> I knew just because like, I was like, if I, if I get this diagnosis, if it is cancer, I don't want to have to deal with like, I just need, I need my life to be as simple and streamlined 
so that I can deal with this situation because I knew I, I knew there wasn't a future for us and I was like right I'm gonna get this over and done with I can't like am I do I sound like a sociopath no, now like this, this no. seems just like the obvious thing to no, do to I love me. it I love it it's like I don't need someone who's gonna explain my my cancer to me like I but also on top of that no this is this is how I feel every month and I'm very uh, and this is okay we, we talked a little bit about um sort of reproductive health uh, in the last weeks if we talk about that maybe we don't but um with every month whenever I am waiting for my period that is exactly the time when I get pure clarity on whether or not I should keep fucking whoever I'm fucking because <laughs> mm-hmm. if it's like if I'm pregnant with that guy's baby <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really brings things into focus, right? Massively, massively. If I like a guy and I think maybe, but if it's like, if it's that, oh, and pretty much like on a monthly basis, that's how I I check in with, um, yeah, how I feel about my lovers. (laughs) That's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, But yeah, so I I went to meet with him to, to like have the talk and I said, you know, I, like, I've got this this news and I'm just, I feel like I need to just be, you know, on my own and able to just, like, think clearly and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And his response was, but do you really want to be going through this alone? <laughs> and I was like... That's a selling point for Yeah, me. <laughs> it was like... Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I could I could be the person that means you don't die alone. Like, and it's just Whoa. like I was like, dude, I'm not gonna be on my own. I've got a very good network of friends mm-hmm. who will support me through this, um, and won't say shit like, "Do you really want to be alone?" Like, but also that's a hilarious reflection on his awareness of his value as well. Like, all mm-hmm. he was right then, what he was selling himself as was just like. A fucking you know blow up companion like it was mm-hmm. just like i can just be that like that, that you know if anything that's a yeah that says a lot about him oh for and sure and not being a very but like no awareness of like i'm choosing to not be with you in these moments yeah right and i like and the whole thing i was just you know you know sometimes when you break up with someone occasionally they will be so sweet and mature and and kind and understanding mm-hmm. about it that you walk away from it like shit did i make a mistake yes 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 and yes, then yes. most of the time you break up with someone and you walk away from it like well <laughs> that seals that <laughs> <laughs> no question about whether that was the right mistake right decision to make like, oh. as like you know things are smashing in the background just <laughs> yeah. walking away Ooh. from the car and explosions <laughs> yeah. like yeah, got out just in time. Seriously though, oh my god, yeah. When it when yeah, but then even sometimes the really like I I ended a very short thing um, recently, and the way it like the reasons why I was ending it were just like you know um, he, he has a lot of anxiety and that's fine you can have anxiety but he was kind of making it my problem so it's like you know <clears throat> when are we gonna meet up next uh, you know I need I need like to know when because um, otherwise I'm gonna you know feel anxious and I don't want to text message text message like all of a sudden it's like where was the last time I said something in this interaction you know what I mean and so I I, I said to him look I really like you know um, I appreciate your honesty, but, um, you know, I, I, I can't do anything romantic or, or sexual with you anymore. And he was like, would you mind telling me why? And I was like, um, I did it in the most, yeah, like, I think I did it in a very diplomatic way, but it was just, yeah, because, um, because you, you know, the anxiety that, um, I saw from you triggered 
um, triggered my, you know, my um, experiences and, 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 and I, I, yeah, I can't be with that. And then, you know, his sort of end responses, it was just like, and also like super submissive and super like wanting to be, I don't know, there was just so much in there that I was just like, Whoa! and then as, 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 as nice as he was at the end, he was still like apologizing for his existence and everything. It was just like, oh, so it was, it was sweet and understanding, but at the same time, again, it was one of those ones where it was like, completely validating exactly why but just not in an aggressive you know like no yeah. no just in like a this person needs to go into therapy yeah. and like you know this like this is not a person who should currently be working on relationships mm. they should be working on themselves yeah 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 no, totally oh I man oh man oh man oh man but um, but yeah, the the reproductive thing. Do you want to talk about that at all or not? Sure, I'm like yeah, I'm I like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I was thinking the other day. There are so many, so many people. I so like, you know, would you understand what I meant if I said evangelical parents? Hmm, I know. Like, what, what like do you mean by that? Like the kind of um, like or evangelizing parents. Let's say like the parents who are just like oh. Parenthood's the best thing in the yes. world. Oh my god. Oh, your life doesn't have meaning until you've pushed something out of your vagina. Those like those people. Yeah, it's like those people who have no dreams for themselves. Right. And <laughs> and like and like the the purpose of my life is to have children and the purpose of their lives will be to have more children and then the purpose of their lives will, and it's just like are we just a fucking like production line yeah. of meat like what's the we're, we're just have, find something more yeah what's that great we're just parasites like that's what you are <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. and so no parasite. i'm i'm like uh i'm totally i mean the, the 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 ease with which i have been talking about my sterilization plans and uh, like... oh i love that <laughs> my sterilization plans it's... and it's so funny like you your mm-hmm. response mm-hmm. was perfect uh, to Aww. be clear uh, Anna high-fived me <laughs> <laughs> and said oh congratulations and there was no it wasn't even any like pause it was just like oh congratulations <laughs> um, <laughs> followed very quickly by not that I think you shouldn't be a mother <laughs> <laughs> which spoiler alert I shouldn't um, but like yeah I, there's, there's I've had I've had mixed responses uh, one a colleague of mine I mean she's a colleague and a friend mm-hmm. um uh, and you know, she and I have had many conversations about my feelings on um, on procreation mm-hmm. uh, for myself. Like she's yeah. she's had two children, um, and I'm very happy for her, and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, love that Jenny for her, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not for me. Yeah. Um, but when I said to her, I was just like, "Oh, I'm I'm making plans to get sterilized," and she went, "Oh, um, congratulations." <laughs> and I was like, yes. why the upwards inflection? Like, did you? Oh, hear this was in a text like... message, so there was a literal question there mark. Was a... Like, yeah. Oh man. I was just, I was just like, you know, yeah. interpreting. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect interpretation. Wow, she chose to go with the question mark, not like a, like what brought, like congratulations, or I don't know. Anyway, yeah. she can do that. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I just, you know, I, I feel like. Like the way that the way that people react when you tell them that, like if you were to tell someone, "Oh, I'm pregnant," no one goes, "Congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, except potentially me. Or me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's like here's a space if you're not okay with it like maybe yeah you know who knows where uh, it all happened like texas who know, like do you know what i mean like it's exactly maybe it's not a thing to get like it is a it's a medical condition exactly <laughs> i mean i used to like i used to have a bit about that where i was you know like the, the punchline being that you know when someone tells me that they're pregnant i'm like oh and how do you feel about that like yeah. because like it, as if it is a good thing for everyone. and i think the assumption yeah. is that if it's not a good thing for you you're not going to talk about it but why the fuck not why the fuck should you be forced to keep like a difficult like a a traumatizing medical situation Mm -hmm. to yourself if you are someone who feels relief through sharing your everybody feels relief through sharing and we should all be encouraged to talk about all of our like you know it's not about trauma dumping but it's about talking that through like if you know jesus that's the only way like there's lots of ways of processing things but the the, the most bait where we're pack animals we need community and mm-hmm. we need to share what's going on for us in order to like if you hide things they just fester and that they take they take they take power from you and blah 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 completely oh, <clears throat> oh man yeah um pregnancy is a yeah i um Oh, there's so much in the topic. Yeah, from, <laughs> right. my brain's swarming. Like I've got um, my best friend's pregnant. She's giving birth in like uh, two months. She's I think seven weeks away. I'm her emergency um, birthing partner. Uh, wow. If her partner um, isn't able to be there for some reason, he's going to be in Spain a little bit longer uh, than she is. She'll be back in Berlin, and in that period, she could she could need to she could go into labor. So I'm oh. the um, emergency, and I, I'm really happy. Like I love that. I love that. Like I uh-huh. would. I'm not hoping that Tommy can't be there, but like I'd be really happy to be. I would love to be there. I would love to have them to have, be able to have two people there and me to be one of them. But. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you're more comfortable with with the whole baby thing than I am. I am. Oh yeah, like I want to. I would like to be a mum. I like. I'm really at a point though where I I, I just I'm, I'm I'm feeling much more. You know, in my late twenties, I I got to a point of um what's the word like a def- definitive like like I absolutely wanted to be a mum and it was mm-hmm. quite a driving thing for me and now I'm I've you know loosened and I'm feeling much more okay with this idea and I'm I really sit sit with it of like I, I you know I'm the one thing I'm di- like positive about is that I will not create a bad dad like that's I will not do that if I fall pregnant with a dude who I think is a piece of shit or who really shouldn't be a father. Mm -hmm. That's for me, the reason to abort a child. That's the reason not because, Oh, I'd like, I just moved into a new apartment or, Oh, my comedy career as important as that is to me. And it is primary. My, I'm more concerned with, you know, bringing a kid into the world that has this fucked up relationship Mm -hmm. with it's, 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 you know, other half of its genes. It's like, no, I don't want to, Ah, like there's two, yeah. there's like therapists are good, but come on, like creating more children that will absolutely need that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like reluctant fathers. Fuck off. Absolutely. Yeah. Having, having, uh, <clears throat> having a father that doesn't want to be around for a kid is like, or, you know, having or resents like, it <clears throat> or just any of the, like, yeah. Any of that, like toxic parenting mm-hmm. shit is just so scarring. Mm-hmm. And like, we have, enough people in the world who are dealing with that shit 
Like, why would... And like, I don't know. And we have enough people that are getting born into the world anyway. Oh, completely. If I can choose to go, hey, no, that that person doesn't get to be a parent on any level, even just like a biological parent, you know? Like, yeah. it's just all like... Even if they're as far away as possible, here's still this new this, this new life that is aware that this one half of you know its existence doesn't want to be involved, doesn't mm. didn't want to be a part of it, and even just knowing of an absent parent is is highly problematic. Yeah, yeah, completely. And mm. I mean, like my, my, I mean, I have many reasons for not wanting children, mm-hmm. but one of them is just that, like, I, <clears throat> how can I put this? human beings lie to themselves and I'm no different. Like I lie to myself all the fucking time. I'm usually, I think usually aware when I'm lying to myself and I'm just like, I'm just going to go with this. Um, Can you you give me a recent thing that you lie to yourself about? uh, (laughs) Cause it's, cause this is an interesting topic because my parent, my mum is usually the one that really highlights to me when I'm lying to myself. So I mean, one thing like the, 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 the IUD that I got put in, Mm -hmm. that was a, like, I spent I spent seven years on hormonal birth control when I was in my teens, in my mm-hmm. early twenties, and it fucked me up so bad that when yeah. I came off it, I was like, I am never ever doing that again. Yeah. But then ten years passed, and I was like, oh, it can't have been that bad because you know <laughs> what I remember is feeling both simultaneously dead inside and also <laughs> wanting to die, and it can't have been. The- oh no, it was actually that bad. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, hormonal treatment is so nasty. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. But it's um, crazy how we'll look back and be like, oh, wasn't that... Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we, like, it's crazy how we... we The memory... It's like going back to an ex and being like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, completely. Absolutely. Um, like, yeah, I think we often lie to ourselves when sex is concerned. Um, oh my god. But... Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially at the moment are lying to themselves about what this planet is going to look like in Mm. 30, 40 years time. Mm -hmm. And like, I legitimately don't want to be a mother. Um, I wouldn't Mm. mind being a father. That looks quite fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) But I don't, I don't want to be a mother. Um, But even setting that aside, I just feel like I wouldn't want, to bring a person into this world no, like with a fairly strong sense of what things are going to look like by mm. the time that child is my age and them coming to be coming to me and being like yo mum why did you do this to me like half the half the planet is, or no, you know like mm-hmm. half the world that was previously habit like habited habited is that the inhabited inhabited mm-hmm. um half the world that was previously inhabited is now underwater and mm-hmm. like you know summers reach 60 degrees and like you know mm-hmm. oh everyone's dying everyone's on fire it's all a it's all a catastrophe like i don't i don't like I don't know, but the, the, okay. Yes, I hear you. At the same time, life is life, and like to have the opportunity to experience life and joy and uh, and all these things. Like yes, there's. But every I feel like every generation, and there's no doubt that where we're moving to in the next forty years is going to be catastrophic, right? But there is also. I'm not suggesting that we're all going to be like flying orbiting around the world in little like um, Elon Musk's capsules God, or. I hope not. 
or um, like um star trek style just yeah <laughs> yeah or there's some like great doctor who episodes of like just being stuck in the center of the earth in traffic like just living on a space bus or something um wow i just referenced doctor who um or you know but the thing is every generation it's always been like holy fuck we're bringing children into this like the world wars the medieval times the you know it's all just about like survival you know like the fucking the egyptians building the pit like slaves like this there's sure, been so many sure. fucked up situations in in human existence it's like you know what this is like there are so many nice things about our our existence right now like like pr- progress in human rights and animal rights you know if we care we care um <laughs> you know like we've got technology to if if the world is burning there's very likely to be some very quick like all right drilling to the uh, who knows but there'll be weird solutions humanity will persist death will continue violence will thrive but sure and like to be clear if a person wants children mm. i don't think that all those things are a reason to, to, to forego yeah but yeah. for me as someone who like i have never felt a maternal urge Boom. in my life other than for a dog yeah okay like animals yeah. yes like 100 percent. but like you put a baby in my arms and i'm like i i just i look like i'm holding a sack of potatoes it's just have you had lots of exposure to babies um when before i moved out here uh my friendship group mostly consisted of people who were five six years older than me mm-hmm. and lots of babies happened yeah. in like the yeah like five or so years before i moved out okay here. so lots um, of friends with babies mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, and it's me. Not... No, like, only my no? friends are having babies now. All my friends are like, <laughs> or just like <laughs> fucking crazy. Like, not only like all I've had uh, two friends. I've, yeah, basically, all my friendship group is now just starting to have babies in the last few years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I've, I've been around them, like, and then like, it's not that I dislike children. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> who likes children? <laughs> Honestly, like when they're not yours or you don't have a a connection to them, most people find them just fucking annoying. Um, You know what, though? I actually I think I dislike children less since moving to Berlin because Uh I think that Berlin children Mm. are on balance. There are some outliers. Don't get Mm. me wrong. Um, But on balance, I think they're (laughs) less obnoxious, certainly than. And this is not my my friend's children. Like, you know, my like when like my. A lot of my, fr- I mean, honestly, one of my friends, her son would be like, I don't know what, 13 now. Mm-hmm. And I remember he, when he was, when he was really little and I used to go around to her house and um, he, he's very theatrical. He's a very sweet little boy, super mm-hmm. theatrical. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I can remember going around one time and he was like, I'm doing a play. Can I rehearse my play for you? Oh, wow. And... And he's ju- he was the cutest kid, um, and and I just, yeah like like yeah no kids kids can be adorable and I get it and on one occasion I actually um, I went over there on Christmas Eve and I wrote the letter for, from, from from Santa Father, yeah from from Aww. Santa Claus for him um, and you know like doing doing like I, I there there are fun ways to interact with children yeah i'm not not disputing that Mm -hmm. um but i mean you've met english people (laughs) 
How do you think, how do you think they, what do you think they start off like to turn into that? Like, you know, you know that's, yeah, well, you know what I find uh, interesting because I, um, I had very little experience with children. I felt like I wanted to be a mom, uh, from around, uh, when I left my, my ex-husband, that was, um, the time when I was really analyzing it because he wasn't sure if he wanted kids. And I was like, biologically, I was like, hmm, do I want them? And that was when I realized he, he would be a terrible father. <laughs> and that was when I realized, oh, I do want to have them. Um, but I'd had almost no exposure. My, my brother, um, he had uh, two kids before I left uh, Australia. And, um, and so I got some experience, like, uh, you know, some contact with babies. But they weren't really speaking. And, and then I, in Berlin, after three years, I decided, let's see if I'm any good with kids. And that's when I got the job at the kindergarten. Right. Because massive maternal, like, I would see kids on the street and, like, want to, like, ah, interact. But I was like, am I any good with you know, setting boundaries, interacting. Um, am I empathetic enough? I had no idea. And so working with um, the kids in the kindergarten, yeah, man, like I love hanging out with kids and I think they're so funny. Like I'm just laughing at kids all the time. Like they're just little retards. They're so <laughs> funny, but also very smart and insightful and just so honest. And yeah, I, lo- I love kids, but, um, but I've only ever interacted with them. Like my experience with kids is always in German. So I think when they don't speak your mother tongue, they seem less obnoxious. You know what? I have such a good story about this, right? Mm-hmm. The where where I live, there's like a little park nearby that I always go and walk Leia. And there's a, there's a group of girls who are probably about seven or eight who are always playing. They like live around the outside of this park and they're always mm-hmm. going and playing in it. Um, and they are so sweet, like mm-hmm. lovely, lovely little girls. Uh, I mean, I always just like, I always feel so stupid when I'm around German children because they're like, they can speak better German than you. Well, not just German. These kids that they speak, uh, they speak German, they speak Turkish, they speak Bulgarian. They like, they are so fucking smart. And then, and, and, and then the other day I went out there and one of them was like, I learned English colors today. And I was just like, oh, I, like the cynical bitch in me wants to be like, yeah, I get it. You're smarter than me. Fuck off. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, wow, this child who knows that I'm English mm-hmm. learnt a thing and is trying to like connect with me mm-hmm. on something that like she on realizes sh- she has already identified that that's something that you can exactly. share with her. Yeah. And it's so lovely. That's cool. And, and I just, I'm sure there are English kids who would do that um, if any English if. child could speak a second language. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but, totally. But like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, there's, I think, I think that, that multiculturalism that comes with a city like Berlin does, you know, it, you, you end up with these children who are just more exposed to other cultures and more mm-hmm. well-rounded as people, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. by like age seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. on the flip side, there's a little boy who plays in that part. Yeah. Who just hounds Leia, even when I've, and I know my German's not great, but like he hounds her and I've told him, you're scaring her. Please don't approach her like that. If she moves away, stop moving. And the kid, yeah. like, have you ever met a little boy and been like, hmm, someone's not teaching him about consent. I wonder how that's going to pan out. Oh my God, yes. <clears throat> yeah. And he's, he's... Or even like someone hasn't taught this kid how to, how to you know, respect boundaries 
exactly. just generally exactly yeah. and he's gonna be he's gonna be absolute chaos when he's older um but also the one time i actually had like a conversation with this kid mm-hmm. um as soon as he you know i like any even even a seven-year-old who tries to speak to me a german seven-year-old that tries to speak to me in german is gonna pretty quickly figure out that my german is pretty fucking limited <laughs> um <clears throat> and once this kid figured out that my german was pretty fucking limited he started saying to me and i quote Aschloch bedeutet ich liebe dich oh. <laughs> and what i can't <laughs> I know what Aschloch means, and I know what Ich liebe dich means, and I was just there going, what does bedeutet mean? (laughs) And then, and I, like, and I had been trying to, like, I was thinking, like, what is the connection between asshole and I love you? Like, what is, like, you know, sometimes you can figure out from context what a person is saying, even if you don't know all the words. And I was just going, what does this mean? What does bedeutet mean? That's so funny. And then after I left the park, got Google Translate out, and I was like, little fucker. Yes. Oh, that little, what a prick. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know what bedeutet means, it means means. <laughs> <laughs> little shithead. Uh, I realized, yeah, with my, um, so the kids that I look after now, just the, the, my nannying job, the ultimate job ever, um, <laughs> nine year old girl, six year old boy. Um, they, yeah, I realized uh, they, they correct my German, like they will correct it. And it's, it's great. Like, and I, and you know, I think it's very cool for them to feel like, they can give me something as well. It's not just this, you know, one way thing where I'm telling them what to do and I have a, like, they're actually helping me as well. And that's, and yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, recently, yeah, like they correct me, but they have been correcting me less. And, and I feel like, oh, oh, I think I'm, I'm getting better because I'm not, yeah, they're, they're really, <laughs> or they're just becoming more tolerant of bad German. <laughs> both good yeah both good for skills. sure i mean i i do i do th- like i i heard so i years ago i heard someone say something about like english is the english is the language that is best understood when spoken poorly mm. or like best like people people are most not racists obviously but like <laughs> you know reasonable people are most likely to be able to go okay i like because because english is not a particularly complicated language mm. and you know like it's yeah i've got some theories around it um as well like i think english is uh well language is a colonizing tool right and sure. uh yeah in terms of a cultural um supremacy like english-speaking nations have uh, dominated and yeah. the it's interesting in terms of um, uh, colonization, the more tolerant you can be, the more successfully you'll, co- you'll, you'll colonize. And, and so the, that's why I think English is so forgiving. And, you know, of course there's racists and there's people that are intolerant. And it, and it blows my mind when, you know, you're hanging around like a French person or a, a German that just can't, like you can see the pain that they're experiencing as you butcher their language <laughs> as opposed to appreciating the fact that, Hey, I just put a sentence together. I'm sorry. I mispronounced one fucking syllable. You French cunt. Like <laughs> it's insane how intolerant people can be. And, and it's just like, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice, but it's, but you know, the, the, the level of to- tolerance we have for people speaking English, it's just like, 
dude, I don't, I don't even wince anymore at the, you know, it's, I'll only correct someone if what they've said had be, could be completely misunderstood as something else. Sure. Yeah. yeah only yeah. then. Right. Yeah. I mean, like language is a tool for communicating. And yeah. frankly, if you are like, obviously if you're fucking taking your C1 test, yeah, mm. you need to be spot on. Yeah. But in, in like human interaction, if someone is trying, if someone is genuinely trying mm. to be understood in a language that you understand and you can figure out what they're saying, mm-hmm. I think like that, that stubbornness and that like, I'm going to pretend that I don't know <sighs> what you're saying because like you like conjugated mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. incorrect. Like, why would you, why would you like, why would you not want to to under like yeah. to to facilitate understanding. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, it's insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, kids. I was thinking going back to the kids thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know where we. Is there anything um, yeah, on on that topic that you wanted to go back on with the with oh, the children Jesus. thing? I mean, I like. I don't know. I think. I think it's all like because it's like it's all been quite um it's been such a whirlwind uh for me like I you know I had this I had this IUD put in thinking like oh it's not gonna be that bad and it was um one of the most traumatic experiences of my life and I've had a lumbar puncture it was worse than that I've had um, a liver biopsy without any sedation what? and it was oh yeah yeah oh I mean both in Germany and you know how Germany feels Jeez. about painkillers like they they did they actually had to do when they did my liver biopsy they had to do three like not all good up, 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 up. Oh, not all good lay off my bed <laughs> little... someone hasn't been taught any boundaries <laughs> um, uh, so liver biopsy, no sedation, no yeah, yeah. no painkillers. Well, no, they give you they give you a local anesthetic, okay. but like the local anesthetic itself is in a needle like ten inches long Jesus. because they they just gave, they go through one layer of viscera at a time, just like injecting a little bit of local oh anesthetic, my God. and you feel the needle puncture the membrane around your liver and it's the most oh my god oh it's so fucking horrible um and then they did the first they took the first chunk with the with the biopsy needle um and uh it was i like i was weeping it hurt so much like anesthetic my ass it was fucking excruciating um and like you know when you know when you get like a like a dental anesthetic they like leave it a few minutes and then they come back and they like poke you and they're like can you feel that but you can't poke someone's liver and be like can you feel that (laughs) (laughs) and so they did the first one and they dropped a little bit of liver in a in a cup and the doctor holds it up and she's like, mm, yes, this is not enough. We will have to go back in again. Oh, and I just started no. sobbing, like just bawling my eyes out. And this, oh, this horrible, this G- German doctor goes, uh, okay, would you like a sedative? And I was like, yes, I'd like a fucking sedative. Oh my God. The and, bed manner is just disgusting. Oh, horrendous. Um, but like, but also the lack of awareness. Cause when I said yeah. yes, he went, do you realize that if we give you the sedative, you are not going to remember what happened? So I was like, why would I want to remember this? Oh. You're stabbing me in the liver, oh you dickhead. 
Um, that is hilarious. I, well, are, yeah. are you aware that you were like, <laughs> what memory are you saving here? Like, frame that. Like, maybe it's an English thing, but at the same time, it's like, what the? What the? For sh- like, I just, you, ugh, I mean, yeah, Jesus. it was, it was. And, but anyway, having this IUD put in, so the IUD is like the like a metal thing that sticks in your uterus. It's a plastic one. The it's metal a plastic one, one is, okay. is non-hormonal, but I, I went, went for the hormonal one. What? Do you think that maybe the the metal one would have been a better idea? No, because no. I get really bad cramps and okay. the metal one, like with a lot of, you know, with like a lot of uh, birth control drugs, they're like, this may make blah, blah, blah worse. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with the metal one, they're like, this will make your cramps worse. So Oof. I was just like, yeah, okay. no, fuck that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. But yeah, like, it took, it took her like six tries to get it in so that's six times of cranking my cervix open and pushing it in and then like doing the ultrasound and being like no I'm not happy with the placement um and- <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love your German medical voice it's so good but <laughs> I'm not happy with the <laughs> they're just so chill about it and I and you, every time I'm in this these kinds of situations I'm shaking in pain like completely blood gone from my face on the verge of passing out and doctors are just like ah well we try again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh my god uh, but yeah you know like I in the first the first few days that I had it in I thought that that my uterus had been ruptured because it was so painful I like I couldn't move it was horrendous oh my god that's but horrible like, no I'm just gonna stick with it and see if it calms down and there was like a few months mm-hmm. where it was still really painful but it, it like I didn't I don't know whether it was that like I don't know if it's that it wasn't affecting me psychologically or if mm-hmm. I just hadn't noticed mm-hmm. that it wasn't affecting me psychologically. But it's been like this slow realization mm-hmm. that like, oh yeah, no, this is fucking me up. Yeah, this is like, mm-hmm, this is, mm-hmm. you know, causing me a lot of like psychological distress. So on not only of- is it like a physical, like I, I know what IEDs are loosely, never really went deep because I was just like, Whoa, that looks horrible. <laughs> like, oh Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the, um, so it's hormones that... Um, what it's just like a, there's like a set packet of of like it's, hormone in there that just releases constantly or yeah what? it's it's a, a synthetic progesterone okay. um and it's just yeah it's like tiny and this is the thing because it's such a tiny tiny dose yeah i had sort of convinced myself like the last time i used hormonal birth control it was the it was the injection, which is awful because they give you it's like once every twelve weeks, so they inject you with enough Huge of this drug yeah. that it like even after twelve weeks, it's as it's like seeping out of your body. There's still enough to stop you from getting pregnant, and I was like, okay, that's a really fucking stupid way of doing birth control. Um, yeah, but I thought because this is so such a tiny amount, I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe you'll be fine. Um, but no, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm someone who responds, re- like, if I'm, maybe I'm really sensitive to that. Mm. But, you know, it's been, like, headaches, constant cramps, nausea. Like, half the time I'll be ravenously hungry and half the time I won't be able to even look at food. Um, ah. And just, like, the bloating and, like, just muscle aches and joint aches and 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 the fatigue as well i slept for like six hours yesterday afternoon because i took the dog for a walk and i got back and i was just like i'm so tired (laughs) and i had like i hadn't done anything 
<laughs> and you're like sober and uh, mm. and healthy and yeah, active yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck. So yeah. So hold I, on, it's still in you, and you're getting it taken out. I think I'm like I'm yeah. On Friday, I'm going to see this this doctor on Friday, um, and my plan is like I'm going for a for a pre-op consultation. Um, but my plan is to just be like, yeah, while, while you're down there, can you just, can you just whip it out? Like, I just, I don't like, yeah. I'm, you know, hopefully the surgery will be in a few weeks time. And, but, but also one thing that I've, that I've found out since deciding to go this route mm-hmm. is that, and I don't know whether the fact that I've only had this thing in for a few months will make this less likely, mm-hmm. but apparently there's this phenomenon of where after you have it taken out, because uh-huh. because your body hasn't been producing any progesterone because it's been getting it artificially, Enough. yeah, it it has forgotten like it's it's it out of the habit, and it. so you end up like your estrogen levels just fucking skyrocket, Ooh. and there's like a a period of some months when your body's ramping up production of progesterone again. Um, like I mean, I know Reddit is not the place to go to for your uh, for medical advice, but for, well. for I mean for, for the exp- for honest experiences yes. of people who have used whatever drug, mm-hmm. um, and I mean you know th- there are limits. I'm not suggesting that people decide whether or not to get you know vaccinated, for example, based mm. on stories on Reddit. Mm. But <laughs> you know I think mm. I think with something like with something like birth control, where there are such <sighs> information's really hard to get around um people's real experiences like just and uh, yeah like the the amount of encouragement we get to use hormonal birth control mm-hmm. is insane given there's also just like um given the, the the risks and also there's just not enough information in my opinion about how it how it changes you because mm-hmm. i really feel uh the the period that i um when i was when i stopped taking uh, hormonal birth control like the pill that period of of coming off it and and rediscovering my feelings and then reconnecting mm-hmm. with my body and then going through the process of then starting to track my period and all the insights that i get around how my body works and that level of Mm, empowerment you feel when you really know your body like i think Mm -hmm. the psychological impacts of hormonal birth control are massive and no one's Mm. talking about them so going for example to a a forum like reddit for people's experiences about these things i think that's probably more like if a woman is writing about it that's going to be more legit well not legit but it's like here's some authentic experiences yeah yeah and i think yeah like doctors may have you know like a, a this is not like I'm not suggesting that doctors are out there routinely lying to women about mm-hmm. birth control, but like they're going to have different priorities. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like they like they may be their calculations may be different. They mm. like if they know that you don't want to have children, mm. you know, and that like they're probably thinking, okay, well then we have to give her something to make sure that she doesn't get pregnant because mm. you know i sure as hell don't want her to have to have an abortion mm. um uh, like yeah. i don't know but anyway yeah. like yeah there's the there are a bit like there are all these stories of women coming off this specific model of um iud and then just being like so fucking depressed and and like and getting and getting like um agoraphobia and Ooh. like massive anxiety problems 
and and so I'm I'm just I'm hoping <laughs> I'm I'm really hoping that the fact that I've only been on it for a few months means that my body hasn't completely forgotten yeah. how to function. Um, but what you like, it's so interesting. Like what you say about like, oh, there's not enough information about how these things affect the way that we see ourselves and feel about us. Mm-hmm. I years ago, I had this friend who had been on the pill for twelve years, and she'd been in a relationship with a guy for I don't know seven or eight years. Like mm-hmm. she'd been living with him. Um, like she was ostensibly happy i mean as this is the thing like i'm not sure how happy if you're if you're on a drug that is making that is numbing you like it's hard to really know how happy but anyway and even um, information regarding yeah like the, the idea that it numbs you or that there is some there is some like wrapping of you uh, you know you're you're somehow um like this some somehow i feel like hormonal treatment is really if you're changing your hormones you're changing who you are mm, for sure i mean like what else like yeah. in terms of our personality it's like yeah there's our experiences mm. but but our hormones you know whether it's dopamine serotonin mm-hmm. estrogen testosterone whatever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. our hormones are a huge part of our personalities yeah. and how we interact with the world yeah um and crucially things like our sexual attractions mm-hmm. so my friend comes off the pill because mm-hmm. she's like oh i've been on this shit for such a long time blah, blah, blah. comes off it immediately she's like oh god i i am not attracted to this man in the slightest <laughs> and i just wonder like how many situations are there where where yeah. people have come off birth control because they and their partner have decided to start trying for a baby and they come off the birth control and then they're just like, ew. Yeah. And like, how awful if you had that realization after you uh, got pregnant. Oh, ex- total, total. Like I, um, that was one of my first bits uh, I had um, because I'd stopped taking the pill and, um, and I started using this uh, period tracking app and yeah, the whole process of coming off the pill i had looked into a lot of things and yeah there's there are countless stories of yeah because the 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 hormones you know interact with your you know sense of pheromones and and all of these things so who you're attracted to is going to be totally different totally different uh, when you're on the pill and when you're off the pill so it's like why would you fuck with that like why would you fuck with who you want to spend your time with who you would want to get pregnant with like why would you or even just who you want (laughs) whose semen you want inside you or even if you want semen maybe maybe in fact you want to be with like who knows how much it's affecting your um, awareness of of what is attractive to you and what gives you joy totally yeah. And not and not just that, like, you know, what gives you joy? Like, if you're sexual attracted, it's also, like, your libido is also your creative spirit. It's, like, mm. how much are you, like, yeah, yeah putting this coating on it that's that's just changing it? Yeah. And this, this is the other thing. Like, the, the last that's couple crazy. of months, I have, re- like, you know, I've started doing comedy again. And I want to be, like, mm-hmm. being creative again. Mm-hmm. And... I just very happy you're back doing comedy, Jules. Oh, yeah, thanks. Just want to me that too. Out there. Yeah. Um, but I like, and you know, thankfully, I I wrote some new material while I like, you know, while things were still locked down and before I got this thing put in me. Because right now, I'm just like, I just feel like I'm a creative void, mm. and it's horrible. And like, I don't know. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing worth feeling like that. Um, and yeah, like, 
And as I, as I was saying to you the other day, like, I know I'm super fucking privileged to be in this position, but even, even if by some miracle I decided in five years time, mm-hmm. you know what, maybe I actually, like, I wouldn't think to myself, oh, getting sterilized was a mistake because it wouldn't mm. have been a mistake. No. It is not like, there is no scenario in which I will think that that was a mistake, yeah. but it's possible that I may think, oh, you know what, actually, I would like to be a mum. Yeah. Don't see it, but I'll concede that it's a possibility. Yeah. In which case, there's still IVF. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I'm I'm not removing I'm not taking the oven out. I'm just <laughs> Exactly. You know, like it's still there. It would yeah. just require a little bit of, you know, like a little bit of intervention. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little bit of yeah, assistance in 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 the in the in the baking of, of in the in the yeah, getting, getting of the, the dough. bun into getting the bun into the oven. Just <laughs> exactly. But you know what and like I so a um a friend of mine uh has used IVF like you know, you know, like people say, oh, IVF uh, has like, only has like a twenty five percent success rate, and everyone's mm. always talking about how IVF has this really bad success rate. But what no one ever mentions is the fact that the the vast majority of people who are using IVF mm. have been fucking for fuck knows how long mm. and haven't been getting pregnant through the conventional means. Mm. Like, there's a reason that people turn to IVF, yeah, and yeah. that's why IVF only has a low success rate because the people who use it mm-hmm. generally there will be some kind of condition yeah. that is causing like that is making it more difficult for them yeah, to get pregnant yeah, yeah. my friend who decided to use IVF because neither she nor her wife had any semen available yeah um she has used it twice and mm-hmm. on both occasions she got pregnant first time yeah. and the the first time she was in her late 30s the second time she was in her early 40s like oh wow i mean Think about it. Like, if IVF weren't more effective than just taking some D, would they charge so much money for it? Like, the selling point is that if, if, you know, taking a load has not worked for you, we may be able able to help you. Totally, totally. Oh, that's always, it's always cool hearing about people getting pregnant at 40. Like, you know, I... I just feel like, yeah, there's just, uh, I do want to get pregnant, but fuck, like, yeah, really. Does it not, like, I mean, I know that I'm like. Yeah, so, yeah, go on. Does it, does it, does it not make you feel a little bit ill, the thought of having this thing inside you that's like leeching off your nutrients and. Leeching? It's me, like. (laughs) (laughs) It is me, like, that thing is me and like. This other person, and it's growing. It's quite interesting. My my best friend who's pregnant, uh, she was talking to me about. I was at dinner with them, and um, we we're talking about what happens after she's given birth. She's like, "What happens to my What happens to my belly after I give birth?" And I'm like, "It stays like that for a while, and mm-hmm. then your vagina, your uterus is an open wound, and you will be bleeding out." And okay, so I was talking like this because I'm like, "Duh!" Like no, yeah. but like it's not like she's dumb or anything. But I was, <laughs> But just a matter of fact. It's but just, I was just like, you know, yeah, it's like an open wound. The hospital will give you like a pair of kind of like fishnet underwear that is just like basically a huge pad. I think you might or you might be able to use a menstrual cup as well. Obviously, no tampons. It's an open wound, blah, blah, blah. And as I was saying all of this, I wasn't looking at her. I looked over and she'd just gone completely pale. And she was like, <laughs> I can't talk about this anymore. And, <laughs> and in my head, I'm just I, I'm not good when it comes to like, I know why. 
I never, I always, I was always like, I could have studied, medi- studied medicine. Like I could have been a doctor. And then whenever I see someone else's wounds, I'm just like, boy, boy. <laughs> nope, nope. Like I even had a kid the other day, um, a kid, like a friend of the kids that I look after. She, we were eating and she, she looked over to me. She was like, Anna. And I looked over to her and she was just bleeding from the mouth and one of her teeth had come out. <gasps> and I was like, oh God, that's horrible. <laughs> like, that's, that's just disgusting. <laughs> I was very, I could, I could be really, you know, cool about it. And I've had lots of kids actually like bleeding in front of me and, and I do, I'm not, I don't like, I don't, I don't like other people's blood. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of, 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 of the people's wounds. I'm not, it's not good for me. However, <laughs> when it comes to the idea of like, of my body or, you know, of me getting pregnant and all the things that happen with that. No, like I, um, I, I'm not squeamish about that at all. And also like in terms of a baby coming out, I think that's different. Like when it's like an, an injury, I'm like, Oh, gross. Mm. Cause it's like, that's, that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> but yeah. like a baby, like that's a whole process that is completely natural. And I think having, yeah, having a baby inside me, that's a, there's a part like my body. I feel like it, it really wants to experience that. And I, and I also like, I love menstruating. Like, I love, you know... I, well, I mean, you know you'll have to forego that for nine months I if know. you have a baby. Bummer. But I'll, be, <laughs> I'll like get the, all these other bonuses, you know, yeah. like like feeling stuff inside me and, and having like Nausea different... and water retention. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, you know, um, boobs changing and feeling the change in my uterus of like something growing. And that's so cool. And then... Yeah, like when I menstruate, I, I love feeling, you know, what I think is the tissue like coming from off the walls. And I love feeling when my eggs are um, going into my uterus. And I, I, I really enjoy, I find it, I feel very empowered, um, you know, with, 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 yeah, having an awareness of what's happening and knowing what's happening in this connection of, of, of potential life and then the, the, the process of it being, you know, mm. um, flushed mm. out. And yeah, I really love all that stuff. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't sympathize with me on this, but I, I, feel, I feel really strong when I'm menstruating. I mean, they do say that, like, biologically speaking, in terms, mm. in terms of, like, the hormonal changes, when you are menstruating mm. is the point at which your, like, hormonal, uh, sort of, your hormonal levels mm-hmm. most emulate what a man has hormonally dude, all the fucking time. Dude, this, I, I'd have said it. I feel like a man when I menstruate and it sounds like the most ridiculous (laughs) thing. No, you're onto something hormonally. Yeah. Yeah. Hormonally, I feel so fucking strong and I feel like, like I, I, and usually when I'm menstruating is when I fuck the most. Like, and like, like I'll often, I'll often end up, uh, during single periods, I'll end up going on multiple dates when I'm menstruating or pick hooking up with people on that week it's like it's almost always wow when i'm menstruating like first dates with like first time having sex with me often i'm bleeding <laughs> cool cool yeah i mean that's so interesting i fucking knew it man i feel like such a dude and it's 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 the the dumbest sounding thing to feel because it's the most female thing to do is to menstruate but i mean so like I feel like a dude do you not do you not suffer from really bad cramps nope 
Okay, so I think I get, I get waves of like I get cramps, but they're not really like I don't see them as really bad at all. I'll get moments where I'm just like, whoa, like wanting to hold on to things around me. I'm just like, it's more like waves of you know like cramps are. I'm not sure you know sometimes it hurts, and I guess it's what a cramp is, but it's empower. Yeah, again, it's like feeling strong. Yeah. When I and you got some real like superhero vibes right now. It's like I take my power from the pain. Yeah. Um, no, that's you know that's cool. Yeah, like I think I think I just you know what I think I um, I go when I'm when I'm not feeling fucking horrendous like I have been this past month. Um, you know the gym and really intense exercise. Mm-hmm is the way that I get that, that like, it's not roid Mm -hmm. rage, but it's like as close as Mm -hmm. you can get to it without Mm -hmm. actually taking roids. And I I love that feeling when you like, when you're lifting really heavy and you're pushing your body Mm -hmm. to its extremes Mm -hmm. and that just like surge of, there's like, there's a video of Arnie uh, Mm -hmm. on YouTube of him talking about the pump and compare it. (laughs) And he, and he like compares it to like an orgasm, um, oh, so cute. Uh, which yeah, bless Arnie. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. that, that feeling of just like the blood rushing through mm-hmm. your veins and the adrenaline mm-hmm. and the, yeah. and that like, I think, I think that's where I get, like, it mm-hmm. sounds like I get the same thing from that as you get from bleeding. Well, <laughs> I can relate on the on the, that um, that exercise adrenaline thing as well. Like uh, it's, it sounds like like spin class or um, when I was living in vetting, and I and I do now. I ride all the time. Like living in vetting, I realize I can ride all the time, no matter what, except when it'll be snowing. But yeah, riding forty minutes home and to work every day, I'll get off my bike and it's like like I'm so like I'm yeah. You get when you have that sense of and but there's a connection, right? It's having this sense of. Um, uh, being very connected to your physicality. And mm-hmm. I think there's, there's something similar in the, when you're menstruating, it's like really knowing what's happening and feeling this process. And yeah, but I think there's also the, the, the testosterone yeah. hormonal thing. Yeah. No, no, that you yeah. like it, there is like that, that feeling in your body. Cause mm-hmm. I think we spend a lot of time trying to trying to like separate ourselves from our Mm -hmm. physical body Mm -hmm. um and yeah you're right i think when you can literally feel processes happening Mm -hmm. in you or when you are using your body for something that requires all of its Mm -hmm. you know all of its force Mm -hmm. like it is it's yeah you're you you have to be super aware of your body and i think there's definitely something um primal yeah and i think culturally there should be more like Oh man, I feel like in education that we need so much more education on on connecting our like connecting in our mind the importance of our body and like listening to it whether it's hunger, creativity, exercise, sex, uh, understanding females, understanding internal workings, males even under- understanding their hormonal things, and then yeah, and then and then like you know other education about like self faith and mm-hmm. <laughs> confidence would be fucking sure. great. Sure. <laughs> But, yeah, but, but those things are very connected, I think. Like having an awareness, you know, confidence comes from awareness, right? And if you have more awareness of your body, then you're going to be more confident about everything. 
Oh, man. All right. Yeah. So do you have anything on the topic of adults only that you want to like talk with me about or question or a store? Anything, anything that like oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't aware that I had to come prepared. No, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> if there's anything that's come to mind, because we've, we've talked about great stuff and there's no there's no lack of greatness. We're going to wrap it up in a bit. But it was just like if there was anything that's ever popped into your head. I'm really t- glad we talked about the the, the, the reproduction stuff. That's like, mm. yes, yeah, yes. yeah, that's my jam. That's yeah. my jam. Oh, baby, yes. Um, no, I mean, no. Uh, I don't think so. No. Like, I feel like I've, I've spilt my, I feel like I've, I've planted <laughs> my flag in yes. the hill of like sterilization and, uh, you know, just like, I, oh, I tell you what, mm. I tell you one thing. Yeah. Um, I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and are your parents uh, both practicing Catholics? Or? No, my okay. I mean neither of them are anymore. My okay. mum, uh, my mum was Catholic. I think mostly because her mother was Catholic, mm-hmm. and her mother was quite a formidable lady. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe my mum, you know, just like felt like she had to. You oh know. yeah. Um, but I, no, I, I, and, and I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't want to say anything overly contentious here, but having like, I've, I have experienced a great deal of cruelty, uh, under the, not from my mum, mm-hmm. um, but I, a great deal of cruelty, um, under the guise of good Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started trying to like deprogram my mom at quite mm-hmm. a young age mm-hmm. um <laughs> deprogram your mom yeah yeah, yeah 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 nice um and no i've done a really good job i don't think she like she definitely like, she hasn't been to catholic church in a long long time and i don't think she would consider herself a catholic anymore okay. um i mean honestly like the catholic church has also helped with that uh, effort in yeah. recent years hasn't it Jess? um you know uh like it was definitely on my side um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, my dad is like, has no religious, uh, I think he, I think when I was a kid, he used to say he was an agnostic because he thought that it would piss my mum off less. Um, uh-huh. but like, honestly, I just remember as a kid being got out of bed on a Sunday morning at like 7am, mm-hmm. um, to go to the fucking Catholic mass. And, mm-hmm. uh, and my, by the time we were like dressed and being taken out the door, my dad would be in his boxes, sitting on the sofa, eating cereal and watching the news. And I'd be just like, that looks like way more fun. Totally. What the fuck? Um, but no, like I, you know, I went to Catholic school and uh, went to like Catholic, um, uh, like at, at church, we would go to like the, the Sunday school mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, I just... I I heard a story and I won't go into too much detail out of respect for the people involved but I heard a story recently about a man who was a practicing catholic um and he and his wife had uh lost a child mm-hmm. um and they were so traumatized by the loss of their child that they had started using protection um mm. Mm-hmm. And he felt so guilty about it that he went to confession mm-hmm. and told the priest, um, and the and the priest was like, "That's a sin. 
you are, you know, this is, this, that's like, and this man was grieving for the loss of a child, a young child. And, uh, and he was like, you know, is there anything that I can, that I can do to atone for this? Like, can I, you know, can I be forgiven? And the priest was like, no, I won't forgive you. I won't forgive you until you stop using protection. Um, Wow. And then, like years later, when he and his wife were like, in, and, and he stopped, he stopped taking conf- uh, taking um, uh, oh fuck, what do you call it? Communion. Stopped taking mm-hmm, communion mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he felt like he was not entitled. Like, because that's yeah. the thing, you're not supposed to take communion if you mm-hmm. have like sins that have not been atoned for. Yeah. Um, and it had been like dwelling on him for. 40 50 years or something and then when he and his wife were you know elderly people he went to confession um and it was you know new priest obviously the Mm -hmm. other guy was long dead Mm -hmm. um and he said he said to this this priest you know um many years ago uh, I came to confession and I explained blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, and I was told that I couldn't be forgiven because I was still uh, using protection um, and you know I would I would I would really love forgiveness um, and the priest yeah. was like well are you still using protection he was like nope <laughs> his wife was like 30 years past the menopause and the priest was just like okay well there you go you're all you're all forgiven but it's just like the 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 torture that that will that people will be put through and and so i have this like i'm often curious about the catholic church Mm -hmm. because because it was like a big part of the early years of my life and because you know kind of it's like like it's it's just like a like a a very traumatic thing that mm-hmm. is still kind of lingering Ooh, in my past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I uh, I went online and uh, did some research to find out, not because it makes any fucking difference to me, but purely out of curiosity, mm. where the Catholic Church stands on uh, sterilization. sterilization. I um, looked into what it, where it stands on vasectomies because um, that's something that I think strongly feel very strongly about. Every man that says he doesn't want to have kids, go and get a fucking vasectomy, you cunt. Like, sure. what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Why are you making this woman's problem? Yeah. You don't and want it's kids. It's so easy. Fix it. And it's reversible too. Yeah. It's so easy to reverse. It's cheaper, it's easier, cheap. more successfully reversible than what I'm going to do. And you, get it, you go into a doctor's office and it takes 20 minutes. You don't even have to go to a hospital. You go yeah. to a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. They can do it in a doctor's room. Yeah. <sighs> I have to go to a fucking hospital and get yeah. a general anesthetic, yeah. which, you know, also is not the worst thing. It's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> free drugs. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they're not free, but like, you know, like, um, but yeah, I looked, I looked into it and, and it was just like all this fucking bullshit about like, oh, you are, you are in impeding god's plan and um and also the whole thing about like oh in the process of ivf many like many embryos are made most of which are are destroyed in the process and blah blah blah. and like just the thought that there would be you know a couple out and uh, look here's the thing I'm all f- I'm all for adoption. I think that you know, adopt- but, but but it's, it's not, not an easy process at it's all. Not, it's, it's not. It's really not. And I hard. think people who are like, oh, you should just adopt, clearly have not have never met someone who's been through that process yeah. or tried to go through that yeah. process. Like you need such resources yeah. and emotional resilience. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. Absolutely. Really um, but to think that there, you know, there might be like couples out there 
Catholics, but good people nonetheless. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Who like desperately want to have a child and feel like they have to choose between having like fulfilling their dreams of being parents Mm -hmm. and uh, doing something that the Catholic Church will basically deem like, like, will uh, on the one hand deem an unforgivable act, but at the same time be like, oh, don't forget to bring your child to his, his, you know, like mm-hmm. communion. Don't forget to get him uh, confirmed and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We will, we will welcome the product of your evil sin into yeah. the. It's like such a fucking, you know, like oh, it's so. It's horrible. Oh, I really, yeah, it's it's incredible how much power it still has and how much damage it continues to wage and uh but yeah you know i'm if if the catholic church didn't want me like if if they still wanted me before they're definitely not gonna want me back after like i will i will have no purpose oh come on like you haven't done more unforgivable since i mean (laughs) sure come on mate sure but but none that necessarily required paperwork (laughs) (laughs) true 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 oh my god yeah i went to a catholic school as well uh, but I went in there as an atheist and then I left as an agnostic um, and I did like some of the communion stuff sometimes. And then I was like, whatever it's called. But then I was like, no, this isn't authentic for me at all. And uh, and then more and more, I was just like, why would I ever support um, an institution that uh, doesn't support women <laughs> sure. or like like our sovereignty for over our bodies or anything? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But um but yeah, I've got to, well, let's wrap this up because um, I've got to get ready for Grindhouse Comedy this afternoon. I have a gig as well tonight. Oh, so, uh, are you doing, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing... Um, Laughing Spring? No. no, Julieta's gig uh, that's happening at 800A. Oh, cool, cool, um, cool. Uh, I forget what it's called. Yeah. That's terrible. It's like a microphone um, that's multicolored. Yes. Yes. I don't know um, what it's called either. Oh, I think it's called like I think it's quirky comedy. Okay. Maybe. Cute. Oh god, I'm such a oh I'm so terrible. You're really um, good at self promotion, Jules. I'm I'm <laughs> the worst. I'm actually really funny, but nobody knows because You're really I never... <laughs> funny. Great comedian. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have anything uh, Instagram or Facebook? Uh, or... I mean as we as we discussed mm. earlier, I am so shit at the socials um but i mean i do occasionally post uh or like can people find your shows on the stuff like not I, let's say that i will start <laughs> let's say i will start promoting my shows on instagram right. uh, or at which, least adding the events to your facebook page sure so jules yeah. oaks comedy is jules right? oaks comedy yeah. and then instagram is jules.oaks i think very good. Very confidences. <laughs> convincing. Oh my God. I'm so bad at self-promotion. That's all right. Um, That's okay. Well, I, um, I'll i be uploading this now. Well, in a few hours. Uh, but that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. And see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.